Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist, and you are tuning into the Rachel Varga podcast. And also, we are live on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel and on Facebook. So welcome, new and returning listeners. I definitely have an exciting interview here for you. 20% of, you know, all of you who tune in here are men, so we have the lovely Brian and Greg joining us today from this pretty cool company called Saizena. And this interview, we're going to be learning all about a number of different, you know, skin conditions. We're going to learn about skin inflammation, what the latest research is telling us, recovery options with the creators of Saizena. So uh, just a reminder, if you're able to tune in live here, please leave your live questions in the comments section, either if you're tuning in on Facebook or YouTube, we'll be able to bring your questions on live and answer them with, you know, these uh, incredible, incredible experts in the space of skin inflammation, you know, very Brian and Greg are really trying to bring just the latest information to you guys to help all of you who may be dealing with really challenging skin conditions, eczema, psoriasis, all sorts of things. Um, if you don't know much about those skin conditions, this is actually going to be a really good interview for you guys to listen to. So if you know someone with some of those skin conditions, you can start to be, you know, a little bit more sensitive because people that have psoriasis and eczema, uh, it can be very difficult. So whatever we can do to support one another is just going to help all of those around us. And again, we have a number of people hopping on live, which is great. Leave us your questions all about we're going to be talking about skin conditions here. So I just want to welcome Brian and Greg, the makers of Saizema. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hey, thanks, Rachel. Um, this is Greg here. Um, Brian? Yeah, sure. So basically, Greg and I are a tag team duo. He is a chemical engineer. I'm a chemist. We met in our professional lives, but we both came across a challenge that we were really excited to solve. Unfortunately, challenges often present themselves in not the best of ways. And I'm sure Greg can kind of talk more to that specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, like Brian said, I went to school for chemical engineering, um, got your old traditional chemi job, but it wasn't until I actually, well, all of this is Brian's fault, essentially. Um, he was the one that got me onto keto and like the mental benefits of keto. And before that, I knew that like my skin was a little sensitive. I knew that it wasn't, uh, I knew I had something extra about myself, about my skin. 
So I, um, but I never really gave it too much thought until I got a skin condition. And that's in general what we're talking about today. This skin condition, it's, it was awful. It was called perigropigmentosa or the keto rash. Um, I got that, I mean, what was it, Brian, two years ago now? I think it was. Yeah, right I would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I yep. started, when Brian was the one who got me to start keto and uh, I loved it, of course I do, but then the skin condition happens. Um, so in short, uh, it was something that opened my eyes into what a lot of people suffer from. Um, not necessarily just the keto rash, because I will admit it is pretty rare, but it opened my eyes to other conditions like eczema and psoriasis. Um, just what the discomfort, just like even the lack of sleep, the like almost embarrassment sometimes you feel. A lot of negativity can be surrounded around this condition, and we we want to approach it from a more positive angle. We want to approach it from more a scientific, holistic view that can help people and help me like it did. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So we're going to be basically be learning all about skin inflammation, the latest research, because you guys are on the leading edge of you know what's coming down the pipeline, which is fantastic, and recovery options. And you mentioned something pretty interesting. I'd love for you guys to just tell us a little bit about the keto rash, because keto is basically like the newer version of Atkins, right? You could read a book from the 1970s, and it's still going to be the same type of information we're wanting to keep our bodies in that sort of like that keto state if you will and um, if this is new to you feel free to tune into dave asprey's information on bulletproof radio he's a wealth of information on this but what is the keto rash yeah i'll go ahead and tackle it um so the keto rash in in general the way we would answer it it's it's an inflammation or inflammatory response um, so specifically, people who might have sensitive skin or some or, or something, and they go on to keto, uh, they might experience a little bit of itching. They might experience some bumps. They might find that their skin is now doing different weird things, and it's breaking out. Um, so in my experience, um, and which is most common to people who get keto rash, is you'll find a rash in your torso. Um, I kind of got it like below my armpits, right on the center of my stomach. Um, the worst was around my belt. Uh, around my waist so every time i took a step it's itching and like every time um well typically uh, the keto rash will be around those areas um you unfortunately i can't give anyone an answer as to the mechanism behind what uh actually happens on the molecular level unfortunately we just humanity just doesn't know yet um we would love to find out I just want to actually share some of your photos from your website. I'm going to bring that up here. So I'm just going to do a quick share screen. That's a great idea. So can you guys see that okay? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So this this is the keto rash that you were talking about. So just kind of if, if people are experiencing this, what does this mean? Yeah, so what you're seeing here is from left to right, um, the leftmost picture is actually when I woke up. Um, for my particular case, I find the keto rash um, usually kind of explodes right in the morning. Um, so that's what it is in the morning. And then day by day, I would take pictures of it, um, applying the cream we developed and watching it go away. Um, so that's what you're seeing now. And the last picture there is actually day four. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. I, I'm so glad. Honestly, I'm so glad that you actually put, pulled up those pictures because Um, That's a comment, and that's something that we get a lot, that I get a lot, is I don't know if I have keto rash. How do I know that? Like, maybe I started the keto diet, but it could be a diet change, too, because we know that 
diet changes change your skin, of course. Um, I mean, Rachel, you know this very, very well. Uh, so I'm glad you picked those up because that is like a very typical um, depiction of what the rash even looks like. Mm -hmm. And I work with a number of individuals that meet with me and they have things like psoriasis and eczema. And of course, this isn't medical information. This is, um, you know, this is educational info, right? Always check with your physician, but we got to see what the root cause is between, you know, what you're seeing on your skin and what's maybe going on in the inside actually contributing to what's happening. So what is some of the latest research saying that has come out regarding inflammatory skin issues? Yeah, sure. So Rachel, I'll jump in here. Basically what we're finding is that inflammation, although a really simple term, describes a very complex series of various actors that come into play. And basically it comes down to white blood cells, leukocytes, also known as lymphocytes. And basically there's various forms of lymphocytes, but the purpose of these white blood cells is that when an inflammatory response is required, they're ready to act. They'll produce things called cytokines, which are small messenger proteins. There are anti-inflammatory cytokines. There are pro-inflammatory cytokines. But traditionally, when it comes to uh, skin irritations such as eczema, there might be a disproportionate level of cytokines present in your body. Uh, a great example, too, is with Greg and keto rash. Those are all keto rash can also be the result of an, a very overactive inflammatory response going on internally. So basically, the latest research is saying that what we, what we need to be looking for is kind of the fuel that allows these mechanisms to occur. And it's kind of like a long downstream effect where maybe in the case of eczema, there might be irritation of the skin. So maybe you scratch your skin. What you may not be realizing is that you, you are unknowingly causing this reaction, this downstream effect of mechanisms to occur. So basically, you scratch your skin and there's these uh, lymphocytes that can produce what are called interleukins. Interleukins basically serve as mess messengers between leukocytes, which is where the name interleukin comes from. Basically, a messenger between leukocytes. And basically discovered, I would say in 2001, a, a big prominent player called IL-17 came about. Interleukin-17 is interesting because it can affect other leukocytes and their production of cytokines. So what researchers have found is that by suppressing this IL-17 cytokine, there could be a great reduction in atopic dermatitis. But that's just the start of the iceberg. Basically, IL-17 can cause other uh, interleukins to form, such as IL-4 and IL-5, as well as IFN-gamma. Now, these interleukins are slightly different than IL-17 because they're produced by different lymphocytes, specifically Th2 and Th1 lymphocytes. Now, I know things are starting to sound very complicated, but basically, as we get more granular from our lymphocytes down to our interleukins, down to cytokines, we start knocking on the door of what's known as immunoglobin E. IgE is an antibody that basically can cause dermatitis to, to sprout from nowhere. So basically the name of the game is you want to stop the production of interleukins, you want to reduce the production of cytokines, you want to reduce the production of IgE produced from these cytokines. Long story short, the main variable in between all of these mechanisms are, what are, are known as free radical generators, as well as rich oxygen reactive species. 
So basically, oxygen as well as uh, free radicals are the fuel to allowing these mechanisms to occur. So the ideal solution is something that can interact with these cytokines that can reduce free radicals as well as have antioxidant capabilities to reduce uh, the reactive oxygen species present. Sounds like a lot, but basically this is the commonality between many skin conditions is basically the fuel that allows these reactions to occur. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of making sure that people really get a snapshot of what's happening in their body. So for example, there's various cheek swab genetic tests. So you can see what your body's prone to that's going to create more oxidative stress in your body, which of course is going to manifest itself on its skin. And then also other things like gut microbiome testing. I think those are all really key. Do you see those types of avenues as testing instead of guessing helpful for people with different skin conditions? like eczema, like psoriasis and, and other issues. Yeah, I think, I think that's the name of the game. I think inflammation is very individualized. Uh, I would like to think that there is just one, you know, solution to all of it, but there simply isn't. You know, some individuals have very high levels of interleukin-17. Some may not. Some may have more uh, higher levels of interleukin-4, as well as other leukotrienes that are present. I know it sounds like a lot of technical jargon, jargon but... I think, Rachel, you touched on a really good point that you need to, I think, step one, it's almost like a dictionary. You need to figure out what these terms are. What is really the, the actors that are interplay in such grand things such as eczema and psoriasis? Try to figure out what the language is. And then what I would do is I would appro approach your medical uh, professional and say, hey, I, look, I did some research. I looked into these several things. I would love to know what tests are available to me in order to determine my individual inflammatory response. And I think that's the picture that I, I would really caution a lot of people that if they hear that, you know, oh, inflammation is just this, a simple solution, a single thing, I would say, you know, you, you will want to take a step back and you really want to understand what's going on, not in the scope of everybody, but you yourself individually. Mm -hmm. And then layering all those different pieces of the puzzle that might be causing inflammation in the body. So we have to start to really get in tune with what our skin might be telling us. But I also work with lots of people who they've already cleaned up their homes, right? They don't have mold in their homes. They're using really great, clean, uh, all organic household cleaning products. They're using clean products for their skin. And then they meet with me and then I kind of help to tweak their skin routine a little bit, which is fantastic. There are actually treatments that can be done. Uh, with people with different skin conditions that can be helpful. And I discussed that during a one-on-one -on -one call at rachelvarga.ca. But you guys have a product that you have developed, which is fantastic. So tell us, what are some of the benefits of the Cyzana Black Seed Rub? Yeah, so it's, I, I, I can't express like how much gratitude I have that you wrote down like step one, step two, because that's actually, oh yeah, and you even have it there too, yeah look out for that little guy. Um, this approach, my our orig initial original approach wasn't really what um, we were just talking about. I, I will be the first to admit, um, I was, I kind of just found like a hydrocortisone. I thought it was just like a regular poison ivy or something. I, I, I honestly thought it was like some Alka-Seltzer I started drinking. I, I, whatever it was, I never took this step. So the benefits are due to this questioning that we've done. Um, so first things first is something what Brian actually said. Um, we, well, let's talk about the main ingredient. 
thimokinone or the main ingredient in black seed oil. Um, that's the power horse of the whole cream. That's what really makes this um, work. Uh, it, it is the one thymokinone uh, inside um, the black seed oil that goes into that um, the leukotriene uh, uh, inflammation process. And it actually acts as a free radical cruncher. So that's where it, it just swoops right in and snaps them away and says, hey, um, skin, stop inflaming. You, you're doing it too much. So it goes in and quenches that. So that's benefit number one. You're going to get that anti-inflammatory um, effects. Um, two, Brian did say that, hey, the more you scratch it, the more you irritate it, really the worse it's going to get because you're going to keep, it's a self-repeating cycle. Uh, so we do have um, flower extracts as well as menthol inside here to take care of the itching. Oh, I um, love the menthol factor actually in your product. It just like, it's cooling. It smells really nice. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have any inflammatory skin conditions, but I do like the way that it feels. It you, feels honestly, great. you may as well have just quoted like half our customers or half yeah. people that talk about the cream because that's that's what they feel right away and it's and it's fantastic so if we get them to stop itching then people can use the thymokinone to um start healing starts working on the inflammation um and then i'm part of uh, apart from that it's water-based um we try to use as many natural greens as we can um we certainly have i'm glad you also even wrote down hydrating because it is hydrating actually yeah, um we really nice. use um, hyaluronic acid to transport as much water um by the way for those listening hyaluronic acid is already found in your body um it's it is another natural ingredient that has taken over the skincare industry as of recently however there are different fantastic. molecular sizes of hyaluronic yes. acid so yeah. just because it's listed on the back of a bottle that you pick up at your local chemist or drugstore doesn't mean it's actually going to be bioavailable. This is really, really important for you guys to understand the whole like greenwashing, pinkwashing, bluewashing with skincare. You really want to look at what the data is, is showing us. And I just love that you guys are really just doing your best at trying to give people with really difficult skin conditions where they're, they're trying to sleep and they're in pain. And I've talked to a lot of dermatologists, actually, in one of my recent summits talking about how some of these skin conditions can be very uh, mentally distressing on people. So if you know someone that has eczema, psoriasis, or another type of skin issue, really share this episode with them as a resource to, to learn more if this option is going to be right for them. Absolutely. And it's so important you even mentioned sleep. I mean, because mm -hmm. all your skin, we're all one organism we need to have a balance in everything if like if you're so itchy you can't sleep then you're imbalancing yourself you're not getting what sleep benefits you and now you're just going to go into a bit of a spiral and so that's that's where we want to help people we want them to be a better person and if their skin's in the way or if your skin's doing something let's let's help out mm -hmm. so do you both have any closing words sure I'll jump in really quickly. Um, the one thing I would say, and honestly, one of the most important takeaways from this talk is that obviously natural solutions are most likely the best solution, as well as do a little bit of research, try to educate yourself as best as you can, and then present that to your medical professional. At a minimum, we would love if we uh, were able to acquire some new potential customers via this talk. However, please visit the Cizena page, specifically our research page, just to find out more. I would say, yeah, like, right. what Brian said, education, I think that's the number one. I mean, I don't 
honestly, I don't care what we're doing. If we're teaching someone something about what we're doing, I find that a success. Um, that was kind of the only way we could even develop a cream like this is with a significant amount of questioning, significant amount of research and learning. So just learn. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, personally, I would go for something like this over say something you might be getting at the drugstore that's full of paraben, salate, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, right? right? You know, mm -hmm. people that are having a lot of skin issues, that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna go to their local pharmacy, they're gonna pick up a product that's gonna be soothing and anti-itch, but unfortunately can just be filled with all these other toxins, which unfortunately can even make matters worse. So it's really important to do your research and see if Cyzana is gonna be the right option for you. And just a reminder to everyone, make sure you use promo code VARGA2020 for 10% off of your order as a thank you for listening to this episode here. So thank you so much, Brian and Craig, Brian and Greg for joining us here. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. Oh, it was fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for having us too. It's great. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Really appreciate it. And love what you're doing with your channel. It's fantastic. Thank you. Just wanting to help people. So be sure to learn more about Cyzena at Cyzena.com. So it's like science and Zen, which is really cool. Yep. And also follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Cyzena. All right, until next time, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I would love to hear from you what you've enjoyed learning so far and what you would like to learn in future episodes. I'm here to support everyone who's tuning in here on your journey towards bringing your greatest version forward for many years to come. Not only just to look good, but to really feel good. And when you feel good, it will manifest and you're healthier on the inside. It's going to manifest into better skin. But some of us do have some really tricky skin conditions. So I'm here to help you guys as best I can with collaborating with forward thinking individuals, much like yourself, Greg and Brian. So thanks for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.